today on CityCast Denver. I talk with Aurora Mayor Mike Kaufman, who has a very different perspective from me on how to handle the issue of homelessness. First of all, I probably differ there from you <laughs> and a lot of people in that I don't think permanent supportive housing should be available for people unless they want to change. Mayor Kaufman is proposing his urban camping ban to the Aurora City Council today, a move that he says he was still on the fence about back in January. What changed his mind? The, the notion of allowing camping every, anywhere, you know, without sanitation, uh, places to, to put trash away, uh, the visual issues involved in it, I think it's problematic. Today is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. A warm day ahead with a high of 81 degrees and a very slight chance of rain. King Super says fully vaccinated customers and some fully vaccinated employees will no longer be required to wear masks in stores beginning today. This comes after Governor Jared Polis lifted nearly all of the state's mask orders last week and said that people can go mask free in most indoor settings. And while we're on the subject of government things, earlier this week, Governor Polis signed Colorado's $34.1 billion budget for the fiscal year. The budget restores some cuts made in light of the coronavirus crisis and will include $800 million for a state coronavirus stimulus package. Details of the full budget package are still being debated in the legislature, so stay tuned. Back in December, Aurora Mayor Mike Kaufman made huge news when he invited a TV news crew to follow him for a week as he dressed up like he was homeless and visited various shelters and encampments in the Denver metro area. So he took vacation, took to the streets, and for one week, Mayor Kaufman became homeless Mike. I have pals, sacks. He said he wanted to learn more about homelessness, and at the end of the week, he concluded that being homeless was a lifestyle choice. And I'll be honest, that really pissed me off. To me, it's inhumane to ignore the lived experiences of people at the center of a crisis like homelessness. And no amount of homeless person cosplay will convince a house person of what it's actually like to be houseless. After Mayor Kaufman's experience on the streets, he tweeted that he was suspending discussion on a camping ban until he better understood the impact on Aurora. And that was back in January. But then earlier this week, the mayor announced he'd be proposing an urban camping ban like the one we have in Denver after all. What happened? All right, Mayor Kaufman will be on in just one moment, okay? Thank you. So we invited him on the show to find out why he thinks an urban camping ban is the answer to Aurora's growing unhoused population. Hi, Mayor. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Mayor Kaufman, I wanted to start by explaining that this won't be a typical media interview because we're pretty open and honest about our perspectives on CityCast. And I wanted to let you know that from what I've seen and I've witnessed here in Denver, urban camping bans are not a good idea. But I still wanted to hear from you and your perspective. So I think we could just start there. Um, What convinced you that proposing a camping ban was the right decision for Aurora? Well, certainly a lot of complaints uh, from residents. Plus, I think that the the notion of allowing camping every, anywhere, uh, you know, without um, sanitation, uh, you know, without places to, to put trash away, 
um, uh, the visual issues involved in it, I think it's problematic. If, if you look at what's required in case law, uh, in terms of the challenges to camping bans, they require you to have an alternative. And so the, what I see as an alternative is sort of, is, is probably a single facility, but would be bifurcated. It would be bifurcated in that it would be part shelter and it would be part safe camping spaces. And, and, and plus, I mean, places for people to put RVs, cars, things like that. But I think that's what's important to, to provide people alternatives so that they're not just all over the city. So do you have a plan for putting something like that, like a safe open space? It sounds similar to the safe open space here in Denver, but maybe with a little bit different amenities. Um, do you have a plan for putting something like that in place in Aurora prior to the camping ban? Or what's your sort of... Well, it's gonna, there's going to have to be something in place more than we have to be able to put it in place. And so, yes, um, you know, there, there are two variables that compromise the ability to execute a, a camping ban, even though you can pass it legislatively. And so the two, you know, intervening variables are, number one, the pandemic, that the, the public health issues of the pandemic override a camping ban. And then I think secondly is the fact that you have to have the alternative. And so you asked about, you know, are there plans to do that? The reason why I introduced it at this time is because I wanted to frame the debate uh, because we are getting federal dollars uh, from the American Recovery Plan that can be used for homeless infrastructure. And so what I wanna do is kind of frame the debate now so that we realize an alternative using those federal dollars uh, that certainly can be used uh, to create a facility, uh, to develop a facility that meets the, the, not just really meets the case law, but it's effective. I spent a week experiencing homelessness, <laughs> very controversial to some. Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That was last winter, and I, I personally did feel it was a very controversial move on your part. What What did you sure. learn from that experience? It was a very effective move. I mean, for me personally. Um, well, I think probably the complexity of the issue, that there there's a, some unique aspects to Denver that aren't in Aurora uh, when it comes to particularly the homeless encampments. So I stayed in the larger encampments in Denver. I, I don't see that really, certainly in Aurora. They're small, they're, they're kind of relatively spread out. But, but, so, but, but some of the unique things that I saw that surprised me, that there was no crossover between the shelter population and the encampment population. Well, I thought there was. And I looked like such an idiot uh, going in the shelter saying, hey, could you tell me what's a good encampment? And they would look and say, well, you know, we've never stayed in the encampments. Does your plan or do your thoughts around, so I'm, I've been in recovery for 14 years and yeah. I know that um, stable housing was the number one thing that allowed me to get into recovery in the first place. Do you have a plan for that in in this in this thought process? So, um so one plan that we, one program that we have in Aurora that we can expand is called the Ready to Work um, Plan program. It's a Boulder-based nonprofit that that is is works in the city of Aurora. We support it as a city, but it draws from other foundations, and we've converted a fairly good-sized office building to um, living spaces and the conference rooms converted to classrooms. So it provides a, a, a variety of supportive services 
from treatment, substance abuse treatment, to um, work skills training. So what I would like to see would be, first of all, I probably differ from you (laughs) and a lot of people in that I don't think permanent supportive housing should be available for people unless they want to change, unless they're willing to go through treatment, unless they're willing to, you know, do things or affirmative to, to move them on. I think emergency housing, what I call emergency shelter housing, should be available for everybody. I think what I really like to see that was lacking in the three shelters that I stayed in, you know, in the encampments, there was aggressive outreach. Um, right. That's where service you know, providers. Not too many people would take advantage of it, but there was aggressive outreach. But there really wasn't aggressive outreach in the shelters that, you know, you checked in and it was kind of like, well, do you want to, you know, we offer this and this and this and do you want, you know, but it felt like it was going through the motions. So you'd like to see more part. aggressive. Yeah, I want to see outreach. intensive case management. Okay. I would want to see case, more personalized case management, uh, going out to the individuals, staying. And also out of the three I stayed in, I would rate the number one. Uh, okay. <laughs> rate them. Okay. The worst shelter was the Holly Center because uh, where you say the rescue mission where, you know, they tossed you out in the day. That sounds like a great case for support, like permanent housing, right? Oh, well, okay. So that was my number three. Number two was probably Aurora. Not, and I think the problem there is not necessarily mature where you, you know, they had one place that was for the shelter for a night, one place that was for the day and you had a, shuttle back and forth it wasn't it wasn't too bad but the best that could be made better uh was 48th in colorado and what i liked about that it was a 24-hour shelter that you you know if you didn't you didn't have to leave and if you unless you wanted to you had to be back by i think eight in the evening or you lost your bed so you felt that was a good model yeah i I mean i think that they can do things somewhere i I think the problem, it could be more geared to the people that were ready for it. You had, you essentially won a lottery. I mean, I drew a number out of a hat. That's how I got there. Right. I mean, that, that shows you, though, how many people are really in need of services, right? When you Yeah, have but I think processes. the problem is, is they had, I think, it, I think for those people that were ready to take it, it should have been geared to those people that were more, instead of a lottery, you know, it should have been saying, okay, do you want to participate in this? Are you ready for this? Because I, I think the 24 the notion of a 24-hour shelter is great. I would like to see when we had, do a shelter that it's a 24-hour shelter, that people don't have to leave in the day. And that and that and I think that that it bothers the community around it. When you have when you're forcing people out in the day involuntarily, uh, and they're just wandering around the streets. Let people stay there. And most people did. So I, I want to go back to your proposed camping van. You said that you wanted your proposed camping van to, quote, frame the debate. How are mm-hmm. you hoping that will work? Well, I'm hoping it'll work in the sense that that a camping van requires an alternative. And so and so that I want those federal dollars invested in, a, in an alternative that is really suitable uh, to meet the criteria. I'm going to look at tiny homes today, but I'm really inherently not a fan unless somebody's really participating in, in, in it's it's a transitional setting for somebody. 
that they're that they're participating in sort of in, in some sort of a program or something. I just don't think it's efficient. Why not just invest the dollars now if you see what you think would be the solution? Well, I have to get it through the council. <laughs> and so that's why, you know, that's why it's important to frame the issue now because the decisions are soon to be made using these federal dollars. I think what I like to see is um, built from the ground up to where uh, I do like large open area for men, segregated large open area for women, then um, area obviously for different services that are provided of healthcare, mental healthcare, you know, substitute, all those, all that stuff. And I think that people, however, that, that want more, that then we have the things like the ready to work program uh, as, as a transition uh, where they can have even more intensive services. I want to ask you uh, really quickly about enforcement. So in Denver, we have what are called sweeps and those have been really disorienting for folks that experience them. Do you know if Aurora is planning on doing sweeps as the enforcement of the ban? Well, we've been doing some. You've been doing some. Uh, when there isn't, we yeah, sure. When there's public safety, public health issue, we have been doing. So you'll plan on continuing to do that. So one thing I yeah, one thing I um, worked on was we, it, which was instructive to me because we have a city manager form of government, so I don't run the day to day operations of the city. Uh, I've set policy uh, with council, but there was a kind of a I guess you call it no man's land on uh, Cherry Creek State Park area. People think it's Aurora, but it's not Aurora, and and it's controlled by the state. It's it's an odd thing. It's controlled by the state, and so I got a lot of complaints on it. Well, it's not in our jurisdiction, so I went to Arapahoe County, and I think Sheriff Brown was pretty sensitive to a balance. And what he wanted, and I thought it was pretty smart, he said, "You know what? I want you to have outreach people there." when we're doing this when we're doing the sweeps okay when we're doing the sweep and uh, you know to there the whole time i said well i tell you what i'll do i will you know ask them to to intensively be there for the week leading up to it and then there during the day and so i think that that that's helpful but it's always going to be disorienting uh, sweeps are always disoriented people when i was doing <laughs> my controversial homeless thing um for a week and talking to people in encampments, and uh, I kind of got away with it because I, I wore a wool cap, you know. You dressed up as and, a homeless uh, person. Right? So it, yeah, so people can really tell. And but I mean, the greatest fear. It's interesting that, you know, he's saying, "I think we're getting too large," you know, and uh, I think I need to quote unquote thin the herd. <laughs> what he what his concern was: the larger they get, the higher their profile the greater the probability of being swept right. as a priority. Right. So I, you know, that was, I, okay. I thought it was interesting. Well, Mayor, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. By the way, we got data from the city of Aurora about how many sweeps there have been even without a camping ban. And there's been 29 since July of 2020. That's according to the Director of Housing and Community Services in Aurora. Oh, and they also added that CDOT does sweeps along I-225, but they don't keep track of those numbers.
That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend to listen, rate the show on your favorite podcast platform, and subscribe to our judicious morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Have you know I avoided having a glass of milk twice today so that I didn't have a phlegmy throat.